Like an on-again, off-again, on-again relationship in a sitcom that's past its prime, so goes the plight of Detroit's Proposal P. Though in this case, it might be over before it gets started. Is it on the ballot? What does it do? Why is there a broad coalition of Democrats, including Mike Duggan and Governor Whitmer, against it? Now the Michigan Supreme Court is involved. Here to parse all of this is WD reporter Eli Newman. Eli, catch us up. Remember, we've got about four minutes. <laughs> oh, man, plenty of time to discuss all, all of this stuff. So uh, basically what happened today is that uh, the Supreme Court uh, – reversed a lower court decision to remove Proposal P, that's the charter ballot question, from the uh, August primary. And so today was the, uh, what city officials call like the the printing deadline for the ballot. So the language of Proposal P is expected to exist in some form on on this ballot. But whether or not the actual proposal will count towards anything is has yet to be determined by the uh, state Supreme Court. So it might be on the ballot, but voters, whether or not they vote on it or not, um, it won't count, essentially. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit confusing, but again, yeah, it's a kind of a technicality of, of this ballot printing deadline where the, the city Bureau of Elections needs to send it off to Dominion uh, voting systems. Um, but in general, this charter revision question has been, you know, this long-awaited uh, effort by by uh, the the Detroit Charter Revision Commission, who was impaneled in 2018, to put this question forward. Uh, Denzel McCampbell is actually one of them. I just want to make it clear is that residents came to the commission and said that they did not feel that they had enough of a voice in city government or that their um, elected officials were listening to the issues that they had. Yeah, how are some of the more progressive groups involved in the process taking the news that this effort might not have gone forward and even be able to be voted on. Yeah, a lot of these progressive activists are standing in solidarity, urging the Supreme Court to uh, approve this proposal, uh, really against the whims of some of the kind of mainstream institutions that we're seeing here in this city. Um, one of the most kind of ardent supporters of the proposal is the Detroit People's Platform Grassroots Collective that has been organizing around a, a, a bunch of different issues, whether it is housing affordability, water affordability, um, environmental justice, uh, uh, public broadband is included in this charter. And so people, organizers like Kia Mathis are coming out and really urging the the city and, and, the, and the courts to hear them out and put this uh, proposal forward. Whether by the courts or by special interests or by anti-democratic forces, we can't go out like this. Not the nation's largest black majority city. Now, Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan has publicly come out against it. Uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer saw the language. She shot the language down. But there's even some discrepancy within her own administration on whether or not that she... Her, her shutting it down really matters. Right. And so that's actually been like kind of, of a major point of contention that attorneys and judges have pointed at that Governor Whitmer rejected the language of this charter. And they're citing that as a reason for it to not be included a, as a proposal. Now, the state attorney general's office has put forward a statement that says, hey, we're reading the Michigan Home Rules Act, and this doesn't necessarily seem like a necessary thing. Her approval doesn't seem necessary to necessarily put this forward. Um, 
basically there's lots of broad powers that local municipalities are given uh, in terms of deciding what the, the this so-called constitution that runs their cities, how that actually looks. And so you're also hearing things from the mayor's office, um, specifically financial analysts that are saying that this implementing these new measures on on this uh, uh, on this charter would add something like $500 million to the budget. That seems like a lot. Uh, yeah, no, it is definitely $500 million every year. So $2 billion over f- uh, uh, four years. And that's been cited as a reason for concern that uh, potentially state oversight could come back. And uh, yeah. But but is there, I mean, is there some weight behind that or is this just like throwing numbers at the wall? So there's been a lot of, of a discussion about whether or not the, those numbers at the mayor's office has presented is true. And recently, the Detroit Charter Revision actually commissioned their own uh, financial analysis about the, these provisions uh, from uh, Michigan State University. And they estimate that it would only be $7 million, $7 million, not with a before we had like $2 billion, This would be roughly $28 million over four years. That is a slight discrepancy between... There's a there's there's a whole there's like a ballpark the football field and a we're way away from two billion and twenty eight million. Yeah, and and I think it's kind of significant just to like you know point to that because it that has been what a lot of uh, mainstream institutions have pointed to and said, hey, if this new charter is going to throw the city into bankruptcy. Obviously, that's a non-starter for us, and it shouldn't be kept off the ballot. But you have people like uh, Councilmember Castaneda, uh, Raquel Castaneda-Lopez who are really standing for uh, this charter proposal. Cities around the country have been trying to open their charters, to amend it, to embed more of our basic human rights and our basic civil rights into their city's constitution. And that's like another thing that a lot of members of the Detroit Charter Revision Commission and cast, uh, Councilmember Castaneda-Lopez have said, that this is almost part of this broader national uh, thing that we're seeing in terms of voter suppression. You know, we're talking about keeping a proposal off the ballot, and obviously there are some significant repercussions in doing so. So where do we go from here? Uh, where could we stand? Or am I just keeping you from checking your phone again for an update from the Michigan Supreme Court? Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been checking my emails just for w- whether or not the Supreme Court was going to throw out a decision by the end of the day. Like I said earlier, the deadline is today to print the ballot, or at least that's what city officials ha- have, have told me. Um, and so we're expecting the Michigan state's uh, the Michigan Supreme Court to make some sort of decision next week. And that's basically going to put the final nail on whether or not Detroiters are going to have a chance to vote on Proposal P. All right, WDET reporter Eli Newman, uh, go make some calls or something and maybe enjoy a weekend. Thank you, Russ.